You're listening to another inspiring teaching from Devonport Church of Christ, Tasmania, Australia. For more information about our church, please log on to www.devonportcoc.com.au. Well, we're in the final week of uh, our summer series called The Parables of Jesus, and we've been talking about that parables are earthly stories with a heavenly meaning that provides us with insight into this great coming kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. Jesus taught in parables, and we know that he's been using everyday examples that would have been familiar to the original listeners, and where the function of And the teaching and function of the parable is twofold. It either drew you closer to the truth of Christ or repelled you further away from the truth, depending on your heart's condition. Depending on your heart's condition as you hear the parable being taught. It's very similar to when a sermon's preached too. The same thing can happen. Jesus is saying, hey, this is my kingdom. This is what my kingdom is like and it's coming. And I'm going to rule in person. So if you want to understand the kingdom and understand these parables, then allow the parables to challenge you and to stretch your expectations of what you think this kingdom of God is like. What you think this kingdom of heaven is really like. Over the last few weeks, we've been unpacking parables from Matthew chapter 13, looking at the parable of the sower, the parable of the wheat and weeds, And last week, the parable of the mustard seed. Those parables have focused on the growth of the kingdom. The growth, how it grows. How does it grow? Well, it starts off small and then grows into something so magnificent and large that it's unstoppable. Today's two parables focus on the worth and value of God's kingdom. Now, we're looking at the parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price And I'm wondering, if your house was on fire, what is the first thing that you would grab on your way out? Just imagine your house is on fire, what's the first thing you'd grab on your way out? If you could only grab one thing, what would it be? Like if you're a parent here, I'm hoping you say your children. If you're married, I hope you say your spouse. But for others, it may be a photo album, or a piece of jewellery, or your pets. Most of us are not grabbing for our TV or our washing machine. Like, we are grabbing, what are we grabbing? If your house is on fire, you're grabbing the things that are most valuable to you, aren't you? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Two little parables back to back that go together and yet are communicating some very different applications. So, Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 to 46. The kingdom of heaven is like... Treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in, then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. And when he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Jesus tells us two stories about two men absolutely committed to possessing something of great worth. One sells everything that he has so he can possess a treasure that he finds hidden in a field. The other cashes in all his belongings so he can own the most spectacular pearl that he's ever laid his eyes on. And do you know what Jesus says? 
Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like that. The kingdom of God is just like that. The kingdom is worth any sacrifice. If you want to gain it, it will cost you all you have. In the ancient world, it was common for a person to bury something of great value. There were no banks back in the first century. There were no safety deposit boxes in the first century. So you would bury the things that had the greatest value to you. Also, the nation of Israel, unlike like today, was a nation that was always had wars and battles going on. It was a war-torn nation where the battles over the years had been fought. And so if somebody wanted to hide something, from an invading force, an invading army, um, if they wanted to stop it from being pillaged, what would they do? The best place to, to, to do, the best thing to do was to bury it in the ground so nobody will find it. Burying something in the ground would have been the safest place to put something of great value and of great worth. Um, similar maybe to putting some money under your mattress maybe today. Uh, like, think about it, what did the guy do in the parable in Matthew chapter 25 with the parable of talents? What did that one guy do? He buried it. He buried it. In fact, in this first parable, the, the treasure <clears throat> is found by a poor man. He, come, he came across it by accident. Stumbles across it completely by accident. There he was simply engaged in his daily toil, engaged in his daily work, expecting little, rather bored as he plowed his field, plowed the field, and then suddenly he has, he has hit a box. He digs it up, opened it up, and precious jewels overflowed all over the place. Like, you're like, Eureka, man. Like, he, has, he was thrilled to find it. And so he quickly hit it again, he buried it again, and then he went and he bought that field. Because according to Jewish law, if a man finds scattered money, it's his. It's like finders, keepers, losers, weepers. Um, the parable of the pearl of great price, the pearl of great value is found not by a poor man, it's found by a rich man. And he came across this pearl of great price after a great long search, patient search. He's a pearl connoisseur. He knows perfection when he sees it and he has never seen it until he sees this pearl. There are other pearls in the market. There are other things of great value, but none is to compare with the pearl of great price. See, we learned that both men made a discovery. Both men made a discovery, and it starts with the discovery. In these parables, it begins when one man discovers a treasure hidden in a field, and one man discovers a pearl of great worth. The principle is so simple, it's, it's, uh, I hardly need to state it, really, but commitment to Christ begins when we, make a dis- when we discover Him. We make a discovery about Jesus. We make a discovery about Christ. One thing these parables teach us is that different people discover the truth about Jesus in different ways, don't they? In the first parable, we find a man who isn't even looking for treasure. He just stumbles onto it. 
he's walking along, minding his business, business, doing his work, he's plowing the field, and he finds treasure in a field by accident. He wasn't looking for it. I remember when we lived in Ballarat, and throughout Ballarat East and Ballarat South, there are all these walking trails that surround old gold mine shafts. And you want to make sure you don't go off the tracks because people fall in them and they're quite dangerous. But I recall on several occasions, people walking their dogs in Ballarat East, the church where we were in Ballarat East, right actually one street away from the Eureka Stockade. And there's a couple of times, I'm I'm not, not kidding, where people are walking their dogs and they find nuggets just lying on top of the ground. Like seriously, not even digging for it, they just walk along. Here's a nugget on the top of the ground. And this is one of the guys, it's happened a few times, and one man found a gold nugget worth over $250,000 just by, simply by accident. Yeah, it makes you want to move to Ballarat, right? <laughs> Go for a holiday there, right? But that's exactly the opposite of what happens in the Pearl of Great Price. There we find a merchant who spent his whole entire life searching for that perfect pearl that he ultimately finds. Like It's like he's scouring the internet looking for that greatest prize. He knows his stuff. And when he finds it, he knows what he's found. Isn't that the way, like, with Christ? Some of you here today had no intention of ever following Jesus. For the good part of your life, you didn't even think about God. You didn't think about God. You thought he didn't even think about you. You didn't care about God. You were just living your life, minding your own business. And then, wham! The gospel of Christ, the good news, the Spirit of God just hits you like a ton of bricks. You stumble over it. You find it by accident. And the good news about Jesus just unexpectedly breaks into your life and you were forever changed. You weren't looking for God, but God was looking for you. On the other hand, some of us had maybe had a different experience. Um, It seems that some people are just born with an acute spiritual longing like that merchant visiting market after marketplace in search of the perfect pearl. You searched for God. Maybe you went from one philosophy to another philosophy. Maybe you went from one religion to another religion. Then one day somebody told you about Jesus and you discovered the truth. You discovered that peace with God isn't about religion, it's about relationship, it's not about works, it's about grace, it's about personal faith and relationship in Jesus Christ. Your search was over because you finally found what you were looking for. It's like we said, different people discover the truth about Jesus in different ways. Some are born into Christian families, some hear the truth from Christian friends, some come to know about Christ through street preaching, some hear... Come, some come to know Jesus through hardship, pain, suffering and trials. Some hear the truth on TV. It doesn't matter. The point is, absolute commitment to Christ can't happen unless somehow you discover him. You can't possess a treasure you never find. People find the kingdom of God in many ways. Some come across it by accident, some after a long and patient search, but it is immensely worthwhile however we find it. But also we learn that a discovery of great worth leads to commitment. Finding treasure is only the first step 
It's not enough to simply discover Jesus, to discover Jesus. It's not simply enough just to know about Jesus. It's not simply enough to just hear about Jesus. A discovery of great worth leads to commitment. In verse 36, Jesus tells us that when the merchant found his pearl, he recognized what many people never saw. He recognized that the pearl he was looking at was the pearl of great, great value. I have this perpetual dream. I have this perpetual dream that one day I walk into a pawn shop and there in the window is a 1954 Fender Stratocaster and they don't actually realize that it's worth $450,000 and I get it for an, a complete bargain. Like, it'll never happen. Like, we're talking about the same model of guitar that Buddy Holly played, right? Just for those who maybe are ignorant about these important things. Exactly the same guitar that Buddy Holly played. And I have this perpetual dream, and it's just, it's just sugar land, isn't it? It's just not going to happen. I wonder how many people see Jesus and never recognize his worth. I heard about this kid who was in kindergarten who came home and told his mum that he found a one dollar coin in the street. And the mum said, son, that's just fantastic, that's great, where is it? And the kid said, oh, I left it there, I'll get it tomorrow. In the end, do you know who got that dollar? The other kid who recognized the worth. And I think there are so many people that I've met over the years, through this church even, that people can make the discovery about Jesus, that they can sense God moving in their lives, they can sense the goodness of God and His kingdom. We uncover it, we discover it, we experience, we want this and then we bury it back up. Like, it's like we bury it back up, but we keep our eye on it. Like, I know where it is. Like, if I ever need to go back to it, I know where it is. I, 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 I know where to go if I need it. But for right now, I'm just going to leave it there and I'm going to chase this other thing. What could be some other things? Well, I've met people over the years, let's be honest, on a day-to-day basis, we too value other things more than we value Jesus. And one might be friends, the approval of friends. Why do we often value the approval of other people more than we do Jesus? I mean, it doesn't really make that much sense. Think about it. Um, in the end, it's not your friends that you're going to stand before one day to give an account of your life. Your friends won't be the ones who determine whether you end up in eternity, in heaven or hell. Well, then we think about money. You know money, that's the stuff that we can never have too much of. We always want more of it. No matter how much we get, we still want more. But it really can't buy happiness. I heard about someone locally who is a very, very well-off person, extremely well-off, extremely well-off. Um, but... Um, the wife has been diagnosed with breast cancer. Like, so much money. Like, they'd trade it all, wouldn't they? You'd trade it all. To have, to have your health. 
It really doesn't satisfy you. I could talk about worldly status and comfort and personal peace, how easy it is to value these other things about and make us how blind we are to the greatest worth of Jesus. What about possessions or your career or job? We think that these things are the better deal. And if I'm completely honest with you today, I truly believe that one of the biggest issues that I see in people in the Christian church today, and even people in this church, um, good people, nice people, friendly people, but they yet have not settled something. And do you know what that is? They do not value the infinite value and worth of Christ. Come to church. Most weeks. And yet they struggle. And they struggle with their commitment to Jesus Christ. And they've got like a foot in both camps. And they struggle with their commitment to Jesus. And they struggle with their commitment to the church. But I've got to here to tell you that you are committed to the things that you value the most. That is just like 100%. You think about what you value the most, you're committed to it. And yet, there are people that just sort of haven't made that, don't recognize the absolute worth of Jesus. A life of absolute commitment to Christ doesn't happen just because we discover the truth about Jesus. Like, I ask you today, have you recognized the great worth of Jesus? Do we really understand the great treasure that he is? Every one of us here today deserves to suffer forever in hell. Do you understand that? Do you believe that about yourself? Jesus rescues us. In Christ, we get forgiveness. We get heaven. What's that worth to you? In Christ, we get adopted into God's family. Because of Jesus, God himself becomes your father. Through faith, we become his son. You become his daughter. What's that worth to you? Or are you still holding on to some other treasure and pearls? And I've closed this with this question today. Are you all in? Are you literally are you all in? I've asked, I've asked this question before, and are, are you all in? The beautiful thing is that Jesus invites us into relationship with him, to live with him in this magnificent thing called the kingdom of heaven. He doesn't manipulate and he certainly doesn't coerce. He invites. Hey guys, he says, here is the most valued treasure and pearl. It is of the greatest value and worth. But you must be all in with this. Scripture says, but when the man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought the field. How is it possible for someone to give up everything they possess with laughter and joy? What would it mean for you to get, like literally, God probably won't call you to do it, but what would it mean for you to literally get rid of everything that you own? Dump the cars, the furniture, the boat, the entertainment center, the Harley, the jewelry, the, the big screen, empty the bank accounts? How would it feel? What, on that day that you dumped it all, would it be a happy day? Well, it would be if you knew that you were about to receive was far, far greater value than what you gave up. 
I'm learning a lesson over the past 12 months in my own life that when you discover great insight about your life, when you discover great insight and truth, take massive action. When you discover something about your personal life that's wrong, something about if there's habits, there's something that's not right, and, and, you, and you understand something and, and you get this revelation about something, take massive action in that moment. Where it's about your health, fitness, whatever, take massive action. Listening to what Jesus is telling us here, the kingdom of heaven isn't about losing or suffering or ending up with the short end of the stick. The kingdom of heaven is about making a killer deal. It's about the best trade you'll ever make. The kingdom of heaven is about trading hell for heaven. It's about trading death for life. It's about trading temporary trinkets for eternal riches. It's about trading bondage for freedom. It's about trading rejection for acceptance. It's about trading your fear and emptiness for the love that never lets you down, never disappoints. The kingdom of heaven is infinite treasure, Jesus says. The kingdom of heaven is the pearl of great price. And only when we recognize that will our commitment to Christ become absolute commitment. And there it is. And there it is right there. Only when you get the revelation and recognize who Christ is, that is the pearl of great price, that's when absolute commitment comes. And I think in the centenary year of this church, maybe some people need to burn the ships. You heard that saying before? Burn the ships? Burning the ships means to put it all on the line with no backup plan. Dive in. Be all in. I think when it comes to Jesus, some of you need to burn the ships in 2024. I don't know what you're hanging on to today. I don't know what's of great worth to you. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's control. Maybe it's some pet sin you think that you can't live without. Maybe it's a relationship or a person. Whatever it is, know this. It's not worth what he's worth. Not even close. Not even close. Discover Jesus. Recognize his worth. I think it's time that we understand the real joy that comes through Christ. And I think for some people today and others who are going to be in the services and those in the future who will listen to the podcast, the number one question in 2024 is, do you recognize the value of Jesus? Are you willing to burn the ships? Because once you recognize who Jesus is and what he offers you, you'll never be the same. Amen.